Welcome to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. If you're looking to retire early with forever passive income, you're in the right place. This podcast is the go-to destination for real estate investors, both active and passive, and multifamily apartment investors, both new, intermediate, and advanced. Now, sit back, listen, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Investor Podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Accelerated Investor. And uh, I'm so excited to share with you today because yesterday we closed on our biggest asset in the Cleveland, Ohio market called Stewart House. We bought it for $16.3 million. And so what I wanted to do on this quick solo cast is basically walk you through the business plan and tell you a little bit about what we've done over the last 60 days to prepare to buy it, to close on it, and what we're going to do with it now that we bought it. Interestingly enough, uh, this was a property that you know the seller was selling a bunch of his properties at the same time, and the seller wanted to go through what's called the process. Uh, a lot of people refer to it as the process, which is they're going to get professional photos, they're going to put together an offering memorandum, they're going to uh, tour buyers through the property, they're going to run tours through for about a month. Then they're going to have a call for offer date. A bunch of offers come in. That's what happened on this deal. Then on the call for offer date, there's usually, in this case, I think there was 18 offers. There were six that stood out that were higher, better, more qualified buyers than the others. We were one of the six. So then they asked those six people to resubmit and make a second call for offers. So that took about a week. And then finally, there were two buyers left, us and one other buyer. And uh, kind of a David and Goliath scenario. I mean, we have a decent-sized portfolio. You know, We've done 18 syndications. We have a portfolio worth about $250 million. But we were David, not Goliath. The other guy that was uh, offering and bidding against us um, has over 50, 55 complexes and I think a, a billion-dollar portfolio. So you know, sometimes... When you present yourself on a deal, it's important to present why you're different. Okay. So we're not going to win every deal. And we've certainly lost, I think we've lost seven or eight deals to this other buyer who is clearly larger than us, clearly bigger than us, clearly has deeper pockets. But I believe where we won on this deal is because we have a different business model. We do deep value add, meaning we're going to add anywhere from five to $10,000 per unit. We're going to upgrade the bathrooms, upgrade the kitchens. We're going to upgrade the, the, the flooring, the paint, the trim. We're going to update all the commons. We're going to update all of the exteriors. It's really going to give it a whole new brand. And the seller, I believe why we won the deal is because the seller saw what we, we plan on doing to the property. They saw our other properties. They saw our portfolio. They saw kind of upgrades we've made, the kind of upgrades that we've done. And the seller said, yes, like I, I want that buyer to buy the property because I like what they're going to do to it. Uh, the seller, I don't know him at all. I never met him. But my understanding is, is you know, he's a 70-something-year-old guy. He's done really, really well, made a ton of money. But in the last 
four years or so, has it you know put a lot of money back into the properties for various business and personal reasons. So maybe he was thinking, hey, these are the type of improvements that I would have made if I was going to keep owning these properties. These are the kind of improvements that I would have made you know, if I was going to keep it or if I had more time or I had more motivation, if I was going to own them for longer, I would have made these improvements. So sometimes you win for reasons you don't even know, but you got to get in the game to win, right? You got to get in the game, step on the, the field of battle and, you know, start playing the game in order to win. And sometimes you win for reasons you don't even know why. The touchdown is scored. The basket is scored. The most unlikely guy, Kirk Gibson, you know, the Dodgers hits a home run when nobody expected it. Sometimes you win for reasons you don't know why. So we won and we got our offer accepted, 16.3 million. And we had a 60 day closing. If we didn't close in 60 days, our asking price actually would have gone up. We would have had more money go hard and our price would have gone up. So here's our plan for the property. We've got about a $2.5 million budget. Uh, there's 296 units. We're going to take 148 half of the building. Uh, and we're going to do full hard turns, 10,000 a piece. The other half of the building, we're going to essentially do a half turn, which is going to be about four to $5,000 per unit. Uh, where we'll maybe keep the flooring, keep some of the cabinets, keep some of the appliances and not do as extensive of a rehab. Uh, we're going to spend about $150,000 on the commons uh, doing all new LED lighting, all new paint and all the commons, all new carpet squares in the flooring, new carpet treads. Okay. Uh, we've got about five boilers that need to get uh, replaced. Uh, we've got two roofs that need to get replaced. Uh, we've got the signage out front that needs to be swapped out. That's going to be about 15 grand. We're going to seal and stripe the parking lot. That's $35,000. We're going to renovate the leasing office, the property management office, the storage office. We're going to add an Amazon package delivery center because there's you know there's almost 600 people who live on campus here in these 300 units, uh, so that's going to cost about fifty thousand dollars to to renovate the office. We're also going to add some park benches. Uh, that's part of that. We're going to paint the exterior of a number of the entryways. It's not a lot of paint, but some paint. That's about fifty thousand dollars for new exterior uh, railings, some concrete work, and some paint out in front of the commons. We also are doing new windows. So this is one of the things we haven't done on a lot of other properties, but we've got to do the windows. Uh, there are 1,192 windows uh, on this complex. And right now, there's a mixture of the original, what we call the classic silvers, okay, the classic silver windows. There's 373 of the classic silvers that need to be re replaced. And then there's 266 windows that were replaced in 1999. So we call those the Prince windows. You know the song by Prince, 1999? So we call those the Prince windows. Uh, there's 266 Prince windows uh, from 1999 that were replaced, but the seals are broken. So they're fogged up and they need to be replaced. So what we decided to do was to look at the, that group of windows, okay? And so there's 639, 639 total windows that need to be replaced, okay? And the budget for that is $287,000 to do that. So we had four different window contractors give us prices. 
We had one window contractor that came back with $1,200 per window, $1,200 per window to replace them. So, you know, you do a thousand windows at $1,200 a window, you're talking about $1.2 million just for windows. So that obviously got DQ'd. That didn't work. What we ended up doing was we found a supplier, it was actually a famous supply that was able to supply the windows. And then we found a separate installer who was able to install the windows for $160,000. So we were able to find a price if we wanted to do all the windows in the entire complex, all 1,192 windows with a white finish was going to be $300,000 for the windows. Okay, so let's do the math. 300,000 divided by 1,192 windows. That's $251 a window. That's just for the material. And then we had an installer that said they would install them all for $160,000 per window. So that's 1,192. That's $134 to install. So what we decided to do was say, okay, well, let's not do all the windows in the white finish. Let's just replace the classic silvers and the Prince windows that were replaced in 1999, but the seals are broken. So we have 639 windows that need to get replaced with an average cost of about $450 a window. And that includes the installer taking the blinds down, setting the blinds aside, installing the window, caulking around the window, and then installing the blind and putting the blinds back up. So they take the product out, they put the product back in, and it's totally done all at one time. So $450 a window times uh, 639 windows, we're going to be able to fix all of the broken windows and make them look like the previous windows that are in good shape. So instead of 1.2 million, we're going to spend $287,000. Okay, so we got four different window quotes. That's what we decided to go with. Uh, we also have about $420,000 in soft costs and closing costs. Uh, the property essentially breaks even out of the gate from paying the expenses, paying the debt service, paying the PREF return to investors. But we set aside $200,000 for cash burn. You know, if it burns $50,000, $100,000 a year for two or three years, we've got plenty of money there for cash burn. We also set aside $450,000 for CapEx draws. Okay, so we got almost $3 million in CapEx with the lender that we can draw against. So we set aside $450,000 to spend $450 and then do a draw. Then spend $450 again, do a draw. Spend $450 again, do a draw. Do that six times, that's about $3 bucks. Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and want to finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. When it's all said and done, we should be able to raise the rents on a two-bedroom to $1,025, on a one-bedroom 
to about $800. And that will give us approximately $1,000 uh, because most of the units are two bedrooms. Uh, that'll give us $1,006 uh, blended rent per unit, okay, four years from now. We do that, that's going to put us over $3.5 million of gross income, even with the vacancy factored in, even with some laundry income factored in. It's going to put us at about $3.5 million of total gross income at a 50% expense ratio, okay, and then taking into account about a six cap, okay, that's going to put us at a total value of the building at nearly $27 million. Okay, so we bought it for 16.3. We're going to put about two and a half million in, plus the soft cost, plus we're taking an acquisition fee. We're going to be all in for about 19 and a half million, and it pencils out to be worth $27 million. Okay. And all of that really because the work we've done before, the brokers, the seller, they knew what our business plan was. Our business plan is to do heavy, deep value add, spend a significant amount of money on the units and the, the unit turns, bring in a whole new crop of residents, and really take it from a C-class resident base to a B or a B-plus class resident base. This is clearly in a B, B-plus area, okay? So it's in a good area, but the, the, the tenant base is not great because the former seller, he just didn't have the motivation to uh, you know fix the building up and to raise the rents. So we won the deal because of our previous deals, okay? So what I would encourage you to think about as you're investing, as you're presenting, as you're talking to brokers, sellers, is to really have a niche. What is your niche? What is your business plan? And you can't say, well, it depends on every deal. I don't, that doesn't jive with me. I don't like that. I don't like having a business, different business plan for every deal. Like if you think about you know, any major business that's made a lot of money, like Hershey's Chocolates, Hershey's Chocolates didn't say, we're going to make chocolate candy bars and we're going to make toys and we're going to make balloons and we're going to have, you know, carnivals and we're going to make go-karts. Okay. They didn't do that. They said, we're going to be the best damn chocolatier and we're going to make the Hershey's bar. And then they started making the Reese's peanut butter cup. Then it became M&M's, you know, and there was all these, you know, different, and then it became a battle between Hershey's and Mars. All right. And they were the world's best chocolatier. So in my market in Cleveland, I want to be known as the best apartment operator syndicator who does deep value add on the west side of Cleveland. That's who we are. I don't want deals on the east side of Cleveland. I don't want deals in the southeast side of Cleveland. I really don't want deals that are retail. I don't want deals that just cash flow. I want deep value add on the west side of Cleveland. That's us. So what about you? As you think about your business plan, what do you invest in? You see, like you don't need to be something that you're not. You don't need to be like everybody else. You don't need to be, you know, the second best. You just need to be the best at what you do, whatever it is that you do. Okay. I mean, look, Apple Computer became a trillion dollar company, not because of computers. 
They created the world's best cell phone, the iPhone, that's still responsible for the majority of their profit. Even though they have iCloud and, and they have the App Store and they have Mac computers, which I'm recording this on, and they own other things and have made other investments, they hung their hat on being the world's best cell phone maker and making all those apps just integrate seamlessly. And that made them one of the most valuable companies in world history. They didn't say, we're going to make the best computers and the best this, the best that, the best next thing. They hung their hat on the iPhone. Where do you hang your hat? You were just listening to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. If you enjoyed this episode and learned something new, help us build the AI community by leaving a review and five-star rating on our iTunes podcast channel. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode. To see passive investing opportunities, visit freelandventures.com slash passive. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed of with multifamily apartments, apply for one-on-one -on -one coaching with Josh at www.joshcantwellcoaching.com. <laughs>